Please don't have any kids listening to this part of the episode. It's explicit. I gotta stay in the bug dome tonight, Jen. The tonight. bug dome. What if Kirsten on as a guest right now? Because, oh my God, we get the best email this morning. First thing I saw was she took these like close up, really nice, high def pictures of bug junk that got blasted on her by our faulty air conditioning system. So our air conditioning, our like. HVAC or whatever it's called system has been like broken for the longest time. It's been so hot in the studio. It's been so cold in the studio. They just like can't figure it out. They finally go in there and fix it and don't tell anyone. And it just like blasts all of this junk that was just like sitting stagnant in there. There's like metal pieces. Mm-hmm. There's dust everywhere. There's bugs. She was like, yeah, a bee's collar, like mm-hmm. not its head, not its body, but its collar was there. Oh. A fly without a head. Like she just got absolutely covered in this stuff. A dead and fly went in her coffee. Yeah, it is. It is a disaster in the studio right now. Yeah. 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 Um, let me read um, one of the <laughs> It's so good. Email, yeah. Um, But they turn the vent on, and the detritus of insect thoraxes, mandibles, and heads was showered down on me. I've cleaned the board as best I can, but the pestiferous particulate continues to pour (laughs) from the bowels of our HVAC. (laughs) What good writing is that? And then just these really beautiful close-up. You really get a sense of how good the camera is on the iPhone. Yeah, when you take pictures of. The call- the, you can see the hairs on the insect. It's, it's like huge. It's the fluffy- size of a key on a keyboard. Yeah, it's like a fluffy bee's collar. So we're about something. to head in there and do our show, which we're looking forward to. <laughs> but poor Kirsten, too. She's like pregnant and in a pandemic and yeah. was the one that got blasted with all this, which is just brutal. Yeah, I for one, you know, I'm really glad to have a pregnant person kind of like um, advocating us for us right now because, you know, we're just stupid, dumb idiots walking around. There's no other human beings inside of us, right? And so, like, if we complain about something, ah, a dead bee went in my coffee, they'll be like, get back to work, shush you! But for her, she's like, I'm growing life! Uh, well, it should be that way. Yeah! But it shouldn't. she shouldn't have to be the one to do all this and get the brunt of it all. Absolutely We should not. be the heroes in this. We should be saving her from this. Okay, um, so in this in this podcast, I can't wait for you to hear it, is what I would consider the most awkward break we've ever done in our lives. Oh, God. Which one was it? <laughs> it's when I wrote this tweet this week, shitting on Elf on a Shelf. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. look at this great tweet I got. I did it. got 20 likes. That's viral for me. I'm fucking to cock of the walk this week on Twitter. Let's talk about it on the radio, how much Elf on the Shelf sucks. And then you're like, okay, I guess so. Uh, great. We can talk about Elf on the Shelf. Because then it was a cute story as well. The premiere was like, Elf on the Shelf can't get COVID. Whatever, yeah. right? I hate Elf on the Shelf. Right. And I started saying that, and you were mortified. You were like giving me the like, no, 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 no. You were like giving me the cut it off mm-hmm. vibes. And I was like, what, what? And I didn't really realize. And you had to explain to me. Yeah, I, like, was trying to, like, somehow steer the conversation because I could see where you were going with (laughs) it. Like, you were going to explain, like, parents do these stupid things with the elf Mm -hmm. and they hide it in weird places. But a lot of children don't know it's the parents. Yeah. But it's like going on the radio and saying Santa Claus isn't real. Right. Exactly. And and a lot of kids, they think that the elf actually has these powers that every day it wakes up and you see it in a weird scenario. And I was Mm -hmm. like, how do I steer this conversation without explaining? 
explaining this to him live on the radio right. that he's going to like ruin the dreams of many children right, right now. Right. But we, I think we got around it. You never got to that point. I I think I because I, I took a hard stance that I believed in it. Yeah, and then I I was like, oh, I what? Hang on, I just wanted to keep shitting on an elf on a shelf. You and then, so and then I was like, the whole time. "Oh, right, right, okay, gotcha." And I kind of got the message halfway through that, yeah, it's like, it's like exactly saying that Santa Claus isn't real. But, but this is where my like, I would never say Santa Claus isn't real on the radio. I know I you would. wouldn't. I believed in Santa Claus till I was like, I don't know, twenty years old, like way, way too long in my childhood. Okay, <laughs> I just lo- and I love it so much. I love that tradition, and and that's what I don't like about Elf on the Shelf is that it feels. And I started saying this, and this is where you really cut me off. It feels manufactured. Yeah. It's like new, and it's just like artificial tradition yeah. that was, you know, invented so recently. And and it just feels like another thing to make parents buy little trinkets and trotskis mm-hmm. for their children. Because I think there is a present buying um, element to that this this stupid little thing that parents have to do now, mm-hmm. and that sucks to me. It's like. We already are so out at Christmas time, yeah. buying so many presents and then the Santa Claus presents and everything, and now kids get a little shitty tchotchke every mo- day of the month. I don't know if that's part of it, but like when I, because I learned about it when I was in Prince George just like a few years ago, because everyone was really into it there, I guess. Uh-huh. And yeah, you just buy this elf, and then every day you wake up and it's in a new spot, and that was really it. Right. I think it depends on the family and what they do with the tradition of it, but okay. like a lot of kids are like, I really want an elf on the shelf because I want to experience the magic of it too. Right. So you buy it, and then you get it, and then you get all the whatever. Okay, so here's the other but. thing that I think I don't really particularly care for. Let's say that there's no um, present element to it. You have to go buy this thing. Yeah. I what? I don't want to buy a thing. I don't want to have to go and buy a like a name brand, like a, the specific elf, you know. Mm. And and like, what if I can't afford it, or what if I don't want to afford it for my kids, or whatever? The thing I always liked about the Santa Claus tradition, I get it. It's a very expensive tradition now in the modern age. But like, I think about my parents and grandparents. They literally put one of their socks up against the fireplace. And hoped that an orange would be in it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if to at every economic level, the treat was a graspable, you know, thing. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, why the toy drive is so important. Now it's like all the peer pressure, kids going to school. Yeah. If you just Comparing say, what did you get for Christmas? An orange. That would be devastating for kids now. Yeah. Right. I, I just I think I really feel for kids who and for parents who can't afford these like extravagant, expensive traditions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that is what what Christmas has kind of turned into. It's like this huge beast of consumerism, mm-hmm. which um, is part of the reason I don't really enjoy it that much. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of getting together and hanging out with the family but that's about it but yeah have fun <laughs> listening to the most awkward break ever because <laughs> i'm so grateful you did that all throughout the break i'm like <laughs> doing one of those like uh like cut cutting the neck symbols no like mouthing no at you <laughs> i know i need to buy you like a light so you press a button and a giant shut the fuck up light goes on yeah. to warm me but i'm so glad you did because that is one of those ones and i do it all the time where i just start beacon and shoot my mouth off and Sometimes don't really realize that. Yeah. I well, could how be, could you have realized that? Uh, you didn't know. I don't know. But I for, you know, because yeah. it's not a very common one. But I don't want to. And I didn't want. I certainly don't want to ruin Christmas for children. Yeah. Um, do you know what you're doing for Christmas this year? No. We how had a great you? chat in the shower this morning. By the way, 
the shower. Great spot to like work stuff out. Mm-hmm. I had two conversations with my partner this morning. One was on the couch. And I was annoyed the entire time. She mm-hmm. was like trying to get me to do a meditation with her, mm. and which I probably need my fucking blood pressure. <laughs> but like, and I was like, "What? I'm reading an email. Leave me. What? I don't. Can we just talk about this? Ugh. You know? Yeah. The shower. There are no distractions. Yeah. You're in there. You're washing your hair. You just talk, and we got our whole Christmas sorted. Nice. Yeah. It's what are you be, gonna do? Well, it's gonna be chill. Yeah. And if they say, "Hey, you're allowed to have four people to your house." I'll pick four people and I'll have, make dinner for them. That's nice. If they're like, you can't do nothing, I'll be like, great. That'll be a nice Christmas too. Yeah. With just the people I live with. Uh-huh. And so I, I'm I'm ready to roll, whatever they say. Nice. Yeah. I'm, my family's over in Vancouver, so we're just kind of like waiting to see if that travel ban is gone. I don't really yeah. feel comfortable going over there, to be honest. Anyways. My mom was like, yeah, like hopefully it'll be lifted. And I'm like, even then, like, do we need to? Yeah. Like, it, I just don't feel like we need to. We don't need to clog the... BC Ferries. I don't yeah. want to bring anything over, even though I'll only be seeing them. Yep. It's still like I'm opening my bubble to them because I'm going in my mom's house and my sister's house. So, yeah, I don't know if I want want to do that. I want to see them, obviously, but it's sure. like, well, we can take a year off. It's not a big deal. You know, we've done every single thing differently this year. And Christmas is like the final boss in a video game of a fucked up year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if we were able to do we beat the Halloween boss we did it and we had a fun time <laughs> we beat Thanksgiving Christmas is of course the king of the holidays it's the biggest boss level of doing it different guess what we can do it and the the light I believe is really at the end of the tunnel we'll get through this and then we can uh, yeah hopefully get a poke in the arm and yeah in the nearest nearest future yes yeah just another reminder be kind to each other. Oh, my God. Be nice to each other because I feel like this week was real, real heavy on that. Since the uh, new new restrictions came in, mm-hmm. you know, people have been really upset and taking it out on each other. But, hey, guys, we're all in this together. I know that sounds really stupid, but everyone's having a really hard time. So yeah. let's make it easier for each other and be nice to each other. Okay. Okay. Be calm, be kind, be, ca- be safe. Yeah. Get a tattooed on your forehead. Live okay. by it. It really does help a lot. Mm-hmm. Turns out The Queen's Gambit is the most watched show on Netflix. Ever. Ever? Ever. And I'm obsessed with the show, Jen, and now I'm obsessed with chess. Why are you obsessed with it? Queen's Rook to 7 plus 9. That's not how, that's not a move. Bishop to Frig Space 12 to 2. That's not a word. I can see all the pieces Wait. moving on the ceiling, Jenny. I know what it happens. What's happening here? Baby Yoda to Millennium Falcon A7. And uh, now you're playing Star Wars chess? Dude, I'm not following. And that's check. Do you mean checkmate? Good night. What? Obviously, the pandemic's not going to be stopping anytime soon, at least for like the next few months here. And a lot of restaurants are getting really creative with how they can continue business in the winter months now that patios are going to be a little bit less accessible due Mm -hmm. to just the weather in Victoria and it's always raining. Uh, But in the newspaper today was uh, an interesting uh, creative... A way to continue to have a, a patio. This uh, cafe called QV Cafe, they have really delicious cheesecake, by the way. Okay, good they've, heads up. They've created these little bubble pods that they've put over patio tables. So if you've ever seen like wild pods in Tofino, yeah. it looks like that, but yeah. it's just over each table. So you and your bubble of six uh, or housemates at this point mm-hmm. uh, will be able to use those and uh, stay safe. I love it so much. We've been talking about this for months, right? That we had so much success 
especially in Victoria, where people were allowed to eat outside on patios. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, what's going to happen? What? How are we be able to do this in the winter months? The other day I went out and I actually had a coffee on a patio, but it was like, okay, we're under a heater. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like you don't want to get... And after like an hour and a half, anyways, it was like, I'm still cold. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. But the pods, the pods, yeah. what an idea. We can still do this. We can just live inside the pods. And I love that it's a visual representation of people's bubbles. Yes. It's so great. Uh, so yeah, you can see those. They're up right now at QV, uh, the cafe just uh, downtown. In Chinatown? Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> Buddy, um, hey. I was saw that Dylan and Jason posted this earlier today too, but what a story. The every, British Columbia's favorite story, mm-hmm. BC Ferries puts up the please wear a mask sign. Looks like a dong. Yep. James Corden does a joke about it. Apparently now they are thinking of replacing them. Yeah. So this was a stock image that the company had paid for to use aboard their vessels. And now they're like, okay, well, we're going to replace it. I'm glad that everyone had a laugh about it. And it brought some attention (laughs) to wearing masks. So that's good. Um, You had an interesting thought about this. Yeah, because they do, they're they're not going anywhere for right now, they say, but there is, they're thinking about replacing them, Mm -hmm. is that uh, now, just the word that that's out there, you got to be really, really careful, BC Ferries, because I think people are going to want these as like a keepsake and memorial, Mm -hmm. okay? And so they're going to start going missing. I hate to tell you this, you Mm got to be really careful because I take this mask wearing seriously too, and you got to get that message out there. People are going to start swiping the mask signs. Yeah, you got to have more security around those signs. I mean, they have RCMP a board the vessels now, oh. so maybe that's something that they can do, is just stand <laughs> aggressively near oh the side. Like Don't doing, even think about touching this. It's like double duty, like <laughs> enforcing the mask policy and making sure the sign doesn't get stolen. But also, if you have to think about, you know, BC Ferries, I'm sure their ridership is down now, especially mm-hmm. that, you know, you're only allowed um, essential travel. So... Maybe they should auction the signs off for some extra income. Oh, my God. I love it. Hell, James Corden will pick one up probably. All the late night guys want one. I mean, just even stick it in the passenger's gift shop. That'll get me to come up (laughs) off the the passenger deck. Finally do some shopping in that (laughs) gift shop. Yes. Today I was perusing through Reddit, which I try not to do, but I am. And in the Victoria, BC Reddit thread, there is uh, a post today that says, 35 pounds of onions to give away. Why do you have that many onions? I've got 35 pounds of fresh yellow onions acquired through an online shopping mishap. Oh, no. That answers the question. Oh, online shopping for onions? I didn't know you could do that. Good to know. I've delivered them to friends, chopped and frozen, made triple batches of French (laughs) onion soup, and I still have 35 pounds left of the original 50 pounds. Wow. So I guess they tried to give it away to a food bank, but a certain one didn't take them, and they were asking what organization could use them. Yeah, I don't know what you would do with that many onions i i was gonna suggest french onion soup but with 50 pounds of it it's not a whole lot this is a lot of you'd be so sick of onion soup you'd be sick of anything i was thinking like when where's shrek when you need him because i think he eats onions you know bites into him like an apple yeah like grinch also eats onions too so that would have been a good been a happy uh, candidate for that 
scrolling down the thread here, and they actually found a solution. There's this uh, cafe called Red Cedar Cafe. It's a nonprofit that works uh, to provide meals for those in need, and they actually accept raw ingredients. Wow. So all the onions are going to Red Cedar Cafe. That- also, just cool to bring awareness to that cafe. That's great. on Blanchard Street. That's so wonderful. Okay, yeah. watch where you click. The last thing you want is 50 pounds of anything <laughs> showing up at your house from online shopping. Art and I are on this little team of chums that are like bubble friends and we get together and watch movies and then we buy snacks for each other and obviously we can't even do that anymore, no, right? Yeah. So he brought all the snacks to work that we <gasps> bought for our canceled movie night. Oh, that's what you've been munching on over there. Because he had two packages of double stuffed Oreos. Double stuffed. They're what a host. Do you know what you got to look out for now in the mm-hmm. holiday season? Coated Oreos. Have you seen these? They're like, the Oreos have snow on them. And it's just like this. Imagine whatever is made, the white stuff in the middle, Mm -hmm. that's like made into a coating that then coats the Oreo. Whoa. It is insane. You like it? It's, yeah. I thought you weren't really into like, you know, the accessorized Oreos. No, I'm not generally. But Mm. this is a thing that is done to the extreme and it is done right. Mm. And it is only available at Christmas and it is Unbelievable. Okay. Keep your eyes out in the stores before I buy them all. Oh boy, everyone, we got a new Christmas music alert. Dolly Parton is releasing a Christmas album, and everyone's thinking it's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. Comes with like a movie as well out on Netflix at the same time. It's going to be nothing but Dolly all year this year. And it looks like we even have a sample of it. Yes, I do. Let me play this for you now here, Jen. the right song. No, it is. Don't, I don't think that's the audio, though. No, this is it. Uh-oh. Well, not bad, I guess. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Dolly. You, Dolly, did it. If you know anything about me, Jen, you know that I'm very strict about when Christmas lights and the tree and everything goes up. Right. Usually, It's like next weekend. It's like the the last, it's like four weekends out from Christmas. But this year, also, I've told you, mm-hmm. I don't care. Put them up now, put them up whenever, put them up three weeks ago. Everyone's, you know, getting through this year any way they can if Christmas lights are going to help you. Yeah. Put them up. I know. I had a conversation last night with my sister. I live with my sister. And um, we were like, so we're usually not into Christmas, but uh, are you feeling it this year? And she's like, yeah, man, I'm really feeling it. I just bought eggnog. We should get a little tree. (laughs) We need lights. We got to make this thing a thing because what else are we going to do? We can't go home for Christmas. So we're like, we are Christmasing together. That's it. So here in the news, BC Hydro is now anticipating higher electricity bills as Christmas displays get bigger and brighter amid COVID-19. They're saying that because of this exact thing, this like, okay, I know what will make us feel better. Seeing my house from space. Yeah, fluorescent lighting everywhere. I gotta be trapped inside this thing. There's gonna be tinsel. There's gonna be twinklers. Inflatable Santa Claus in the bathroom. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I feel that. What's up? Okay, so get prepared. Start saving your pennies for that bigger hydro bill because it's coming. Oh, there's so much stuff coming that we have to reckon <laughs> with in 2021. My God. North Van is actually having a meeting tonight. 
They're getting together to see if they should make it illegal for people to have their Christmas lights on after 11, like leave them on overnight. They're calling it nuisance lighting. That's what the meeting is called. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it looks like people, there's only like a few people who are for the motion and the majority of people are against it. But the fact that they're even having a meeting about it is wild, meaning that there were complaints about this sort of thing. Right. Nuisance lighting is not lighting that badly. You can't just like close up your blinds or whatever if mm-hmm. you really have a neighbor that's gone like full-on Clark Griswold. It's right. It's so supernova bright that you can't sleep past the night of... Like, when I see Christmas lights coming in throughout the window, it's like, it's nice. Right? It's a pleasant feeling. So I don't I don't get that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's like, even make it midnight even. It's like, okay, it's midnight. You know, for in terms of just power saving, I get mm-hmm. turning off the lights at that point or having... But like... The law? <laughs> yeah. It has to be the law? Yeah, I don't think it's going to go through, but what would you think about that? Do you, I, I'm wondering if a zoner has any you know, input about maybe there's like a neighbor with like a lot of lights every year that <laughs> becomes a nuisance and they just leave it on or have like the music that goes along with the lights. I could see that becoming oh, a problem. That's a different story. Whole different story. <laughs> Biggest story in the world right now is... What is this mysterious metal monolith doing in the middle of the desert in Utah? Yeah. Okay, so it's just like this big piece of metal, like a sheet of metal just stuck in the middle of the desert where no one can really get to if, unless you had like a helicopter or some well, sort of flying craft. Okay, so this is exactly what was happening. The Utah Public Safety Department was using a helicopter to help the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources mm-hmm. Count bighorn sheep. Okay, nice. What a fun day. I'm glad that, you know, in the middle of all the other craziness is going on in the world right now, pandemic and what have you, got to count sheep. There are people out there just counting sheep. Fire up the chopper. We got to count some sheep. So they're out there counting sheep, minding their own business, just counting. One little, two little, three little bighorn sheep. Okay. <laughs> Found a friggin' monolith out in the middle of the desert. They don't know where it came from, who put it there, what it is, what, 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 what? Yeah, so now we're all wrapping our heads together, being like, what is, how did it get here? I'm thinking that it's some sort of, like, wild art installation, like maybe like Burning Man sort of style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where someone, you know, brought out a helicopter and just dropped it out there right, to just right, right, right. get people scratching their heads. And I'm, like, hoping that maybe someone will come forward and be like, it was I, this artist. Follow my work. Well, that's the simplest explanation, Jen, and so most likely the right one. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going off the deep end on this, and no, I think it was aliens, okay? Wow. I think it was aliens. I think that this is like their TV (laughs) antenna or something like that. They're like, okay, we want to make sure we can still transmit messages to the lizards that we implanted down Earth. Ah. So we got to put this thing in the middle of the desert, and that way we get to, it's like a 5G tower or something like that. It's like a cell phone receiver for aliens. That's what I think now, yes. Diving into the YouTube videos, the dark web right now, aren't (laughs) you? I feel like if it is aliens or if it were, you know, something wild like that, let's Mm -hmm. just not touch it just until like 2020 is over. And then maybe we can start, you know, doing some more uh, research on it because I just don't want to mess with anything right now. Enough bad has happened. Let's just (laughs) ignore it. Okay, here's what I think that is. Number one, I find a very interesting thing. They're not telling anybody where this is because they think that people will get lost out in the desert looking for it. Like it's way out in the desert. (laughs) But I think that the officials should just leave it alone, but they should leave a sticky note on it. Yes. And, like, put it in a Ziploc so it doesn't get rained on, obviously. Yeah, good thinking. And then just Lots write of rain on in it. the desert. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> and then just write, aliens? Is this aliens? I see you. And then like leave their phone number on it. <laughs> Justin says it will turn out to be a publicity stunt. From what? For what? I don't know, but you know what? This is depressingly realistic. And mm. if it does, if it is revealed that this is like marketing for a new season of The Bachelorette <laughs> or something, I'll be so upset about that. I'd be so into that season. I'd be chapped. So creative. But yeah, no, this is probably going to get a lot of hype. And maybe, you know, it might even be like the next big toy for Christmas, you know, receiving a monolith in your stocking. The season's hottest toy <laughs> for Christmas 2020 is monolith. In the news today is Elf on the Shelf. Because of COVID times, uh, children especially are wondering if it is okay to have an elf on the shelf in your home. Yeah, if uh, this, this is really cute, you know, things going viral about how kid wants to stay COVID safe, but is the elf on the shelf allowed to visit our house? Mm-hmm. Can, you know, and then I read a letter to the premier. Can you please ask Dr. Bonnie if it's okay? And then what's Premier Horrigan going to say? Of course, he's like, yes. Yeah. Dr. Bonnie has confirmed to me that your elf on the shelf is most definitely welcome as a part of your household bubble. That's so good to know. Did you have an elf on the shelf growing up or anything? This was a, a new thing f- for me when I was an adult. I, I started learning about it. No, I'm an adult man, and I don't like the elf on the shelf. And no. I appreciate that the premier's in a tough position there, you know, children and everything. But this would have been the year to get rid of elf on the shelf. You can't get rid of an elf on the shelf. It's magic. It carries all the magic. <laughs> you can't just get rid of magic. What is with this elf? What? Well, we I already mean- have a Santa Claus who comes and brings joy and presents. Now the elf has got to bring presents for like a month in it, advance. It doesn't necessarily is, need to bring presents, but uh, it's a mischievous elf, and it gets it, into it? no good. It gets into all sorts of different things around the house, and every day you wake up and it's doing a new thing. Okay, but I think it brings presents. Does it? Well, I didn't get that when I was growing up. But you didn't get it. No, I didn't get it at all. The elf didn't visit me in my house. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is a new thing. It is a manufactured tradition. Of elfery, I'm not into it. No, no. Oh man, I'm. Uh, I just this this one year it been been the year to be like to forget about Elf on the Shelf. I don't I don't know why people love it so much. Okay, well at least we know that it's not bringing COVID to the house. It's this certainly year, not really bringing nice. COVID to the house. <laughs> as much as if you, you don't love like your it, elf, Paul. that's great. I just don't. I don't get it. <laughs> the first ever dog Christmas song has been released. Sit. Would you like to go on walkies? And it's doing really well. It's charting in the United Kingdom. Charting with dogs, of course. (laughs) So we were thinking, what about the cats? We're working on A Christmas Carol for Cats, featuring all the things they love to hear. I won't touch you. Here is a big bowl of food. I leave you alone now forever. Here is a box for you to poop in. Here is a box for you to poop in. Poop in. Knock over the Christmas tree all you want. You can eat me when I'm dead. Happy holidays, cats. Did your phone just explode just not a few minutes ago? Well, yeah, I thought it was a, a phone call at first because it was just vibrating on and off. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my family's calling me. 
It wasn't. It no. was some, an emergency test. Um, if you did not receive the emergency ready test, you can go to alertready.ca, mm-hmm. and they have a whole bunch of you know links there in case uh, your device is not compatible with it. Okay. There's different things that you can do, but it's you know good to know that this works. Worked for me. Totally. Yeah, I got it on both. My phone was blown up. My watch was like really buzzing and it was for mine I don't know about you but like it was like I could tell it was something different than a phone call mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's you know device to device but it it felt like more than that yeah yeah so the types of alerts that are would be broadcast would be a fire natural biological hazardous uh environmental terrorist uh civil and then any admin stuff so you can expect that if there ever is an emergency of sorts do you remember the um the ones that would go on the TV Hmm. I kind of miss those. This is like the modern version of it. But yeah. I remember, especially like on sick days home from school, they seem to always test it like in the middle of the day. Oh. So you'd be watching Prices Right or Days of Our Lives or whatever. And then they'd give you the like, this is only a test thing. And the noise was like, <laughs> like that's the test. This is what I'm going to hear if there's like zombies. Killing me. Give me a giggle. <laughs> Art had this uh, interesting observation about the emergency alert that just went off Mm -hmm. he said this is another great way for you to realize all around you at the same time uh, those of us who have got their phones on silent which Mm -hmm. should be the law (laughs) and uh, those people who still have their ringers on full blast like it's 2008 right and art was saying that he is really proud of his ringer and he's one of those ringer people and he loves it do you know what art's ringer is um uh, maybe like uh miley cyrus song i don't know he's a swifty you know that he loves oh Taylor yeah Swift. that's true no but Art also loves sports so it's the nba on nbc theme song <laughs> which i'll give it to him that's a great song they're like dun 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 What's your theme? What's your uh, ringer? I don't have one. I just have whatever default is on there, but it's always on vibrate. So you don't. You have no ringer to the face that you don't even have a. What? Like I have a ringer. Yeah. Like I have a downloaded ringtone that I download. It's the Star Trek original series Captain oh, Kirk chirps. Cool. Like that. Yeah. I, I think it's great. It's never on. Yeah, I don't. I've never downloaded one because I'll never use it. So. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, not to be harsh. I don't want to be divisive. <laughs> if you've got a ringer on your phone, maybe you need it. That's fine. I get it. Oh, we have some very interesting and pertinent dairy product news for you. Yes. Uh, apparently, butter is back on the rise. It's been a good year for butter. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Aren't you oh, just? It's about time. I am a weak-willed, just a flimsy, soft fish of a man. Mm-hmm. So my whim for the butter goes where my partner takes me. Mm-hmm. So for years, I would be with a partner who is a margarine gal. Mm. And I'd be like, okay, I guess I have margarine. And then I... I you know, break up with them, and then I'm a new partner, and they're like, what are you doing eating margarine? We're a butter family now. And I'm like, okay, butter it is. I think I'm landing on butter, though. When it comes to between margarine or butter, I think butter's the choice. Yeah, for me, growing up, I always had margarine in the the fridge. Mm -hmm. It was just, I think it was a little cheaper. Right. Just stayed longer. And Mm -hmm. then, like, I think there was, like, some campaigns around how butter was bad, so we went with margarine because it was, like, the healthy alternative. But that's all been debunked since then sure um of course each have its benefits i'm sure but um yeah then as i grew older finally moved out i was like i'm gonna give butter a try and i was like well i have been 
missing out. Oh my gosh, right. butter is delicious. I do. Give now butter I a just try. Down it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is an interesting thing, though. Butter. The demand for butter has been like mm-hmm. slightly declining in the last while, but that has been made up for for dairy for the opposite of the rising sales of everything else that can be made of milk. So, which is interesting to me because I feel like all the milk alternatives, mm-hmm. you've got your almond and your oat and whatever else, those are on the rise. But apparently the demand for milk stuff is just like as big as ever or more. Um, and uh, and now butter is back popular, um, That ex- exactly as you were saying, mm-hmm. this kind of like information of like is butter bad for you or whatever is mm-hmm. kind of going away. Here's the thing though about butter. That's right. It's just more delicious. <laughs> yeah. That's the main selling feature. And I think if people are going to make a choice mm-hmm. to eat anything that, like, is the oily or, like, goes in the pan mm-hmm. or that, you know, it's like they're going to eat less of it, but it's going to be more delicious. Yeah. And they're choosing the butter. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Okay. You let us know in formal poll right now. <laughs> are you a margarine house or a butter house? I'm just so interested. Mm-hmm. I'm on the butter. Jenny's butter, butter, butter baby. I'm a butter baby. <laughs> Not surprised here. We took a poll to see if you're a butter baby or if you have margarine <laughs> in your fridge, yeah. which you prefer. Lots of zoners are butter babies. We uh, we're just flooded with messages right now. <laughs> Everyone's into the butter. I don't know though if this is like self-selecting because we just talked a lot of junk about margarine, and I'm so, <laughs> so oh my I'm I'm being such a jerk today. Again, not to be divisive. If you like margarine, that's up to you, and you need to let us know. Make yourself heard. Yeah. Don't recede into the dark corners of the dark internet and and type like, Paul and Jenny are bad. Margarine is the way. Uh, we did have one zoner who likes margarine. We're a margarine family, but I prefer butter. The oh. same reason that Jenny mentioned that it's probably cheaper in terms of volume, but the one yeah. plus is that it's easier to spread on bread and toast. Oh, that's true. It's always going to be the same consistency with margarine. So Get a butter dish! Yeah, it butter dish. the greatest gift you can give to yourself. Spreadable butter. Put it in the um, window sill. Yeah, he was just doing lunges while he was saying all that. Spread your <laughs> this is aggressive. Calm down. <laughs> all right. So I saw a couple of articles today that both were kind of the same thing. One was uh, more Ontario-centric, but one was from uh, Canada's top doctor, Dr. Teresa Tam. Mm-hmm. And they both had kind of like a not like a stark message about Christmas, but I want to like ease into this in a way that's kind of realistic and knowing about it in advance because we're exactly one month out mm-hmm. from Christmas today. And we have, like think about this in kind of a chill way, though. But so Dr. Teresa Tam, uh, Canada's chief public health officer, said uh, Christmas is not going to be having any kind of large group interactions for sure, she okay. says. Okay. Now, again, a month out, we don't know exactly what the numbers or the situation is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think, fingers crossed, maybe we'll get to have, you know, bubble parties like similar to what we had in Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I know Ontario, they're saying that you should only celebrate with people within your own home, which could be the case here mm-hmm. as well. So what I've decided to do yeah. is just m- prepare myself to just have Christmas at home with my sister who I live with. Right. Right? Yep. So we're just making the house all nice. We're starting to plan um, ideas around Zoom like in a, a Zoom event with the rest of my family over Vancouver because we're not sure if the travel ban from over there for only essential travel is going to be lifted or anything like that. Yep. So we're like, okay, let's make the house super festive. Let's make the best out of this situation and yes. expect the worst, right, right? right? And then that way, if something does happen, then we're like, oh, that what a nice bonus. Now we can involve the rest of my family. We can you know, plan something out.
Exactly. I think if you can start thinking about having a really nice Christmas with just the people you live with now, and then, yeah, Mm -hmm. those expectations are pretty low, but then if they're like, okay, you know what, you can have a couple of people over or whatever, and that's Mm -hmm. okay and safe, then that would be great. But I think that, yeah, you know, all year, all everything Mm -hmm. has been weird and different. And I was hoping we were all going to get the vaccine on Christmas Eve (laughs) and be celebrating like it was who's in Whoville on Christmas Day, right? Holding hands and singing in the town square. But the thing is, with all of this, like, I know we were worried about, like, oh, Halloween's going to suck this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put a frigging tomb on the front of my house and we can't get our party like we usually have. Yeah. We, it was a great Halloween, wasn't it? It's all about how you look at it and your attitude, right? Yeah. So mm. let's start thinking about that now. So it looks like this year, photo ops with Santa might be canceled. But we're pretty impressed with all the places that are getting creative with virtual visits and things like that. Well, it's better than our idea. Yeah, we thought we could just put Santa Claus in a plexiglass dome. Okay, Santa, get on in there. All right, there we go. So your next uh, little girl, her name is Susan, and she wants some Lego for Christmas. All right, you ready? Santa? Can you hear us? Santa! Oh, boy, how much oxygen do we put in this thing? I was looking at some tips on how to love the outdoors during the winter to spend more time outdoors and like mm-hmm. what you need to do in order to stay warm generally struggle with that to begin with um, i get cold pretty easily yeah. but i mean it is important now more than ever to spend time outdoors instead of inside houses yes. or restaurants or things like that so yeah. there are some tips going around the internet right now on how to stay warm okay and i mean a lot of them are about bundling up make sure you have like a thermal layer and then also like a waterproof layer outside which we all know that living in victoria totally. it's obvious yeah and I, yeah, this is good. This is good stuff, though, too, because I look across the country to our, like, you know, more wintry brethren. Not mm-hmm. only do they, like, get through the winter, you know, we're so we're so isolated here in Victoria where it's like, the winter, oh, what, a snow? I can't drive. I can't do anything. Yeah. I stay, stay inside. inside. Well, they love the winter. Not only do they get through the winter, they thrive yes. outdoors snowmobiling and like living in the igloo what in no? any in, a, <laughs> in any weather right and, yeah. it, and you're right it's just like it's tips like these to get them through yeah so another thing that they were saying was that you know, obviously your hands and your feet get cold quickest so make sure you've got like extra padding there whether okay. it's gloves or whatever but what really got me was the eating and drinking and it made me very happy because people are recommending not to be dieting right now oh. if you want to be spending time outside okay. a way to keep warm is to eat high calorie content and uh, it, oh. it enables a body to produce uh, energy so think fats and sweets we're talking like hot cider cocoa fistfuls of candy they say and <laughs> s'mores <laughs> Yeah. If you're doing like winter camping, oh, Uh you just make sure you bring a lot of sweets with you. It really helps warm the body up. Now, another thing Uh is people talk about alcohol a lot. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a sip of whiskey. It warms you up. Sure, a little sniff of brandy while you're out there out of the flask. It is true. It does warm you. It gives you a nice boost of warmth. But it actually makes the blood rapidly cool after a while. So you have to be careful. Like if you're in absolute need, Mm -hmm. maybe a little sip of whiskey would be okay at a decent level. Mm -hmm. But don't drink too much of it because, yeah, it, it makes your blood kind of rapidly cool this is just wild advice Mm -hmm. so easy on the booze fistfuls of candy (laughs) tons of calories Uh, this is yeah oh yeah i'm set up i'm I'm ready to go i've been been planning this for years let's do it
Love to our friends in Manitoba. They are really struggling right now. They're in code red when it comes to COVID over there. I know friends and family actually uh, there, and they can attest it is rough times. Yeah, the provincial response level right now is in critical condition. And one interesting thing that that came with this code red uh, restriction is that big stores like box stores like Costco and uh, Walmart and stores Mm -hmm. like that, they're only allowed to sell essential items right now so all non-essential items are actually being like plasticked off and like taped off so customers can't go in and grab say toys sporting equipment books anything else like that but they can just get essential groceries i know i'm seeing the yeah the pictures in this article too they're like uh, coffee makers and machines oh, and various like for me that is essential right but yeah how do they i'm sure that's going to cause like quite a bit of conflict people arguing what's essential and what isn't <sighs> for me yeah coffee machines if mine broke man what do you do what about this makeup makeup i wear that every day for me that is essential it's silly but it is essential i'm trying to think like recently i had to go and buy um windshield wipers oh yeah and is that the type of thing that would be locked up like i couldn't buy that not essential but guess what my windshield wipers were fragged up on my truck and that was creating a very dangerous driving situation for me that could be that's essential there was one photo of a manitoba store on twitter that had the underwear section blocked off in walmart yes so that wasn't considered essential Okay. How do you feel about that? I Well, listen, if you're ever out of underwear and uh, the Walmart is not selling them because it's not essential enough, you talk to Will Paul Blasino and he's got a real nifty trick and just a tea towel just doubles <laughs> as a couple of, you know, tea safety towel, pins. and elastic band. It's essentially you're wearing a diaper out of a tea towel. But you just talk to me. I'll get you through. <laughs> Today, the game where you win by remembering. Joining us on the zone phone today is Lionel. Welcome, dude. Welcome. How's it going, Paul? Hey, very well, thanks. Um, okay, tell us about your life today, Lionel. <laughs> my, my what, sir? Your life. Oh, my life, yeah. I've uh, got some new uh, meats on my car, you know, riding around with some new rubbers and doing a bunch of shopping, getting ready for Christmas and running around with kids, all sorts of fun. Yeah, good for you to get ready for Christmas. Have you got the decorations or anything up yet? Uh, it's not in the yard, and uh, the woman does most of it, though. I'm kind of the, the Grinch when it comes to it, but, you know, she got me into it a bit, so. That's nice. I feel like this is the year to get into it, though. Yeah. You're going to be spending so much time at home and just with your immediate family. You might as well make it joyful, even if it is forced. <laughs> and, I've you know. always been so good at spending time at home, though. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're a pro. <laughs> and it's nice that it sounds like she's growing your Grinch heart a few sizes this year. So that's yeah. Nice. yeah, I think I feel it. I always do this thing where I'm like, it's not Christmas yet. Don't start thinking about Christmas yet. Not until December. And then December rolls around. I'm like, oh, whoops. I haven't sent any cards. Christmas is over now. I hardly celebrated it. So I get it. I'm just not prepared for it. Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. All right, so we're going to ask you five questions in 30 seconds. Hopefully, you're able to get all of them right. If you don't know the answer to a question, you can either guess or you can just say pass, and we'll move on to the next question because time is uh, very important in this game. Okay. All right, Lionel, your uh, time starts after this question. Royal Bay's 10,000 tonight donation drive-thru is collecting what kind of items? Uh, Food. What province is allowing big box stores to only sell essential items? 
Manitoba. Name one item commonly on a charcuterie board. Meat. Uh, <laughs> Victoria has reopened Circle Drive in what park? Jeez. Uh, uh, Victoria Park. He can help. Who won the matchup between the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions? I don't know. <laughs> Guess Pick one. one. <laughs> uh, 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 the Victoria Lions. I'm sorry, that who? <laughs> <laughs> the Houston Texans or the Lions? Houston Texans. Oh, my God! You have done it! Wow! If this wasn't a timed game, you would have won. If we were sticklers about that, maybe it would be important. But, wow, congratulations. You got them all right. Did I? Yeah. Not in the time frame. That's weird. That's weird. I didn't think I would. Yeah, I mean, the time ran out. But, like, yeah, we would have still given it to you for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh... Can I, can I get a replay of this somehow? Like, so I can like, show my girlfriend? We'll have a highlight reel maybe later. For you. Yes. I'll, okay, try to let me know when it is so I can, so I can let her listen to it. Yeah, we can absolutely send this to you. Totally. Um, um, Lionel. Fucking awesome. Fucking, fucking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What did we learn today on the Afternoon Zone? And remember, you don't have to listen to the whole show to win, but it helps. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.